The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Or is it you? Probably you. And hot. Can't be me. Could it be me? Could it be me? Connection is unstable. If you're on Wi-Fi, blah blah blah. If you're on Ethernet, blue blah blue. Blah blah blah. Damn good coffee. It's Monday. Good morning, folks. Today is Monday, January 23rd, 2023. There's a lot of 23s there, 223s. Uh, and a Michael Jordan to you. Um, Dave is, Dave is IMing me over on Facebook uh, or DMing me or IMing in instant message messaging me, 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 me. What are you outraged by this? this Monday morning, what are you really upset about? What is wrong in the world? Besides me, besides me being here and everybody telling me what what to do. I don't like people telling me what to do. One thing that I'm outraged by this morning is the outrage. <laughs> people are freaking out. Trans people are freaking out about a song called Natural Woman that was recorded by Aretha Franklin, written by Jerry Goffin and Carol King, written in 1966, so a uh, long time ago, <laughs> almost 60 years ago, right? Uh, 57 years ago. And they're calling it an Aretha Franklin. They're, trans people are upset about the lyrics, you make me feel like a natural woman. Now, bear in mind that in 1966, there really was no trans movement. There were people who were transsexual, people who had operations to change their sex, but it was quite rare. And uh, the song was not written about that in any way, shape, or form. But people are now, they look for things to be outraged about, be angry about. And so that's the latest thing. But they're calling it an Aretha Franklin song, and that's what I'm outraged by. The songwriters own the song. It's Aretha Franklin might have recorded it. She might have had the biggest hit with it. Many people have recorded it. But the song belongs to Jer- uh, Jerry Goffin and, and Carol King. If you're going to be outraged by it, at least get the owners of the song correctly. That's all I'm saying. I hope you had a good weekend. You natural people <laughs> and unnatural people. And, and listen, being outraged by the idea of being a natural woman. Isn't that almost an admission that what you are is unnatural? I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just asking questions here. I'm not making any statements. Dave is still messaging me. What the hell's going on, Dave? 
I'm on a show right now, Dave. Stop messaging me. We'll talk later. <laughs> well, it's not really a show, is it? It's not really a show. Anyway, um, had a gig Friday night with the Rockin' 45s in a restaurant. Place was packed because it was one of our biggest supporters' birthdays. And um, a lot of people coming out. It's actually not her birthday till this weekend. We used to play her birthday every year on her birthday for some reason none of the clubs want (laughs) want her birthday celebration back so we had to do it in a restaurant and we did it a week early the place was packed and a guy walks up to me in the middle of the set in between songs and he asked me if i go to church and i said only to volunteer at the soup kitchen now and again here uh, but I'm not like a religious dude. And he got mad at me. Why not? Why aren't you going to church? I said, I find my own way. <laughs> and it's not to church. Uh, and he said he was going to pray for me. He starts rubbing my shoulders, telling me how he's going to pray for me. Now, I didn't really want to get it. I- I've known this guy for 23 years. 23 years, and he's never, ever talked to me about this kind of stuff before. Like, why he was compelled to feel like he had to save me on this Friday night in between songs. But then we're about to start another song, and he had a drummer counting off, and he's still wanting to have this conversation with me. And I'm starting to play the next song now, and it's now my time to sing, and he's still talking to me. I wasn't rude to him. I didn't tell him, like, fuck off or anything. But offended mildly, the thing is this. Why? Why do you feel you need to have, do you think I'm a bad guy and I need redemption? Is that what what the message is? You just all of a sudden took a look at me and said, he's a bad man. He needs to go to church. He's a sinner. Not like me. I'm pure and pure as the driven snow but he needs to go to church. What possessed him? Possessed him. Interesting phrase, isn't it? What possessed him to come over to me, nobody else in the band at that point, and decide he wanted to save me? I'm thinking it's judgment. He just looked at me with an eye full of judgment. He said, he's a bad man. I need to... Now... I knew this guy was a pastor or preacher of some sort, uh, Christian church. Uh, but again, 23 years, he's never had that conversation uh, with me. And maybe he wants to save me. From what? From what? I, I go back to Crossroads, uh, you know, Ralph Macchio, <laughs> Crossroads, and... Uh, the, the devil trying to make a deal for his soul. He said, what the fuck? I don't care. I don't believe in this shit anyway. <laughs> I had go for it. Um, my, my soul does not uh, need any saving from any human being. Um, and, you know, I got a lot of different, I told this story to a bunch of different people over the weekend, got a lot of different responses. My wife says he saw a demon standing next to me. (laughs) 
The only demon standing next to me was him. Um, my brother said I should have thanked, thought, thanked him, you know. Thank you for praying for me. It couldn't hurt. No, maybe it couldn't hurt. But it, it doesn't help. And the idea that he thinks I need it, that bothers me. You should have, uh, Mike Chavall said I should have pointed him out to you. You know who he is, Mike. Uh, and let me just say, he, he, he's been a longtime follower of Ben. He's a good guy. And again, 23 years, he never imposed his belief system on me. But how do I put this? He married a, a Jewish lady, and I don't think she converted. Start with your wife. If you, if you want to convert somebody, you want to bring somebody to church, start with your wife. Or, you know, this is, I brought this up to my brother too. He says, like, um, did she convert for him or did he convert for her? I mean, generally mixed marriages, one person has to change their faith. You don't, you don't see Christians and Jews getting married all that often and both staying what they were. But again, you know what? I'm like, Go fucking hit on Mikey. He the only time Mikey's ever been to church, <laughs> and I know this because in his last in his last marriage, the a marriage that was over with long before it was really over, um, his ex wife was in, was demanding that they redo their vows. And he couldn't because he hadn't made his communion, <laughs> so he had to go back to church for that. That's and he's a Catholic, or you know, Catholics don't go to church anyway. Catholics are people who talk about. Anyway, go for him. He's the heathen, not me. I do good things in life. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I am the devil. Um, I don't believe in any of that shit anyway. And this is where I am. I hate to say this, but I am becoming more, I'm very agnostic and I don't want to, but I don't want to definitely commit to any belief system. But um, I feel, I'm at the point where I feel like we're just, we are just flesh and bone and we turn to dust and there's nothing. There's nothing after this. There is, you know, the, the whole mic's in, we're all connected, we're all part energy, we're all part. I'm not feeling it, man. At this point in my life, I'm feeling like we're all dust. We're all just physical. It's a terrible uh, attitude, I guess, to have because it feels like there ain't nothing. There ain't nothing going on after this. And, I, you know, how many dead bodies have you been around in your life? Uh, I bet you Dave's been around quite a few. <laughs> I don't say, I'm sorry to laugh at that. Most people don't spend a whole lot of time around dead people, other than at a funeral home or whatever. I've spent a lot of time around dead people. In seven years in pathology, doing autopsies every day, um, seeing a lot of dead people, a lot of dead bodies, now, I'm not saying you, you would be able to know anything by just spending time around dead people, but it sure doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like there's anything but 
flesh and bone, biology, chemistry, matter that fades away, rots away. Uh, no, I didn't. Good morning, Mike. Uh, did I connect with Christopher Allen? No, I did not. I thought we were all connected anyway. <laughs> Do I have to connect with him? Shouldn't he? Shouldn't he know? Shouldn't I be able to put thoughts out there and him just call me? All right, Christopher Allen, call me six three one four nine six six four six four. Call right now, Christopher Allen. No, nope, he's not calling. Uh, <clears throat> So anyway, that's where I am. I mean, that was kind of off-putting. And in the middle of a gig makes it even, to me, it's a little even stranger to me that in, like, we weren't even on a break or anything. We were eight seconds between songs, and he wants to come up and want to have a conversation, a deep conversation about converting me to religion. I don't care about religion. <laughs> I don't care about religion. Anyway, so that's what's uh, what's on my mind this morning. Um, I hope you had a good weekend. Now, yesterday, uh, I went and played for the old folks at at the um, Momentum. I don't know, Momentum something. They all have these weird names: Rehabilitation and Adult Living Center, or whatever. It's one of those. And these are my people. I'm, I'm figuring out. And, uh, they're not old people to me anymore. They're like contemporaries, people my age. I'm, it used to be when I played the nursing home gigs, I was going to play for old people. Now I'm going playing for the same people I was playing for Friday night, except they, time has caught up with them much more significantly. They're my age. Um. So it's a little weird, but they're my people. And I have the, well, I shouldn't say the best times. I have really good times uh, playing for those people. And um, uh, Mike says a better crowd than Friday. Actually, Friday was a pretty good crowd. Friday was pretty good. Not a whole lot of, um, well, I shouldn't say that. There was a, a whole lot of dancing going on for individual songs. But, um, not as much as usual. Usual dance floor for the last two sets is pretty full. Wasn't a whole lot of that, but there was some of that. Anyway, it was a lot of fun because um, I corrupted people again. <laughs> I brought, I brought the good, you know, the good weed with me, and I brought the edibles with me, different kinds of edibles, and. Uh, I'm on a mission now to, to kind of, uh, I said they're a band, I, and to Pepe, especially Pepe is a drummer, he was a sub-drummer who's been with us, and we play better together <laughs> when we're both stoned. Now, he probably doesn't agree with that, and I'm kind of insisting on, if he's going to come and play with us, he has to get high. He did want to smoke, so I gave him the edibles, and they take a while to kick in. Uh, so there was that. And then, um, Scott hasn't smoked in many years, but recently I got, (laughs) Scott, the bass player, I've gotten him to 
get loosened up and I gave him an edible and he was like, ah, I didn't feel a thing. That was like 30 minutes into it. But then like an hour, oh, it took a while to hit me. Yeah. Um, and then I went outside because we were, we started a little late. I went outside to smoke one of the baby teeters and this woman who has been a fan of the band, I'm not going to mention her name. She's been a fan of the band since 2003. That's 20 years. And um, she looked at me. She said, what are you smoking? She never saw me smoke anything before. I said, I'm smoking a baby teeter. What is that? What's a baby teeter? <laughs> it's not pot, is it? I was like, no, I would never smoke pot. She said, I didn't think so. I didn't think you were like that. And so I lit it. And she said, it is pot. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Really? Whoa. <laughs> You're the only person on the planet who doesn't believe I do that. She said, give me a hit. I want to try. <laughs> I said, be careful. This stuff is not your run-of-the-mill stuff. And if you haven't smoked in a while, you're in for it. She took a hit. And said, oh, was nice. And I said, here, take another one. And she took a big old toke on this uh, baby teeter and then proceeded to cough her brains out. She was hanging over the railing, coughing, and, uh, and on her way to, like, um, super high, Tommy Chong high. <laughs> and, and there was a guy out there witnessing the whole thing. He was laughing his ass off. He goes, man, you, she's going to be all fucked up now. I was like, yeah, that, pretty much. And she was, and people were coming up to me and saying that well she was acting strange <laughs> yes she's acting a little loose this is the real her um how old am i uh 63 am i 63 or 64 <laughs> i think i'm 63 i'll be 64 in august i have to think about these things um yeah so Anyway, uh, so that was that. I don't know. Interesting weekend. Interesting weekend for me. Um, I did not get high at all for the old folks gig because it's afternoon. I don't know. Damn good coffee and hot. You know, we're brought to you by Koa Coffee, the best coffee in the United States of America. Uh, one of the top ten coffees in the world. I don't know why if America is number one, we're number one that our coffee isn't number one. I think we need to work on this. We got to up our coffee game. Koa Coffee is the best coffee in America. We're brought to you by Koa Coffee. It's what's in my cup. What's in your cup? Tell you about Koa Coffee. It's grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano, and it's uh, the best coffee. Forbes raised it. I don't know where Forbes gets in the coffee rating business. They're money people. Think about this. Think about this. Shouldn't we have Alex Agente judging the coffee? Whatever happened to Alex Agente? Is he still alive? We got to get him on the horn right now. Give me, get me Alex Agente. Siri? Hey, Siri? Hmm? Yeah? Could you get me Alex Agente? Okay. I found this on the web for you. Could you get me Alex Agente? Really? Not Alexa. No, Alexa. Alex L. Exagente. He's he's a coffee dude. No, 
you mess me up now. Siri is the dumbest assistant I've ever had. She's fired. Um, what else is going on in the world today? I've, I'm, I'm forgetting what I wanted to talk to you folks about. This I'm having a senior moment here. There were some some incidents over the weekend that I would uh, like to talk about, and not politics. Believe me, I'm I'm trying to stay away from politics. Uh, but I did get significant hate mail over the weekend. Oh, here's what I want to talk to you about the uh, the reaction to Dave on Friday. Some email that people, you know, he didn't name any any particular people, but uh, certain people in the Marine Corps were calling him a rat for 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 saying what he said. He again, he didn't he didn't name anybody. He didn't blame any. He didn't put like tags on anybody and say. And, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, on Friday, uh, Dave Dastardly Dave Dave Sidwell uh, was here talking about war crimes, uh, about people in our military who ended up dead, not by the enemy's hands, but by their own team members' uh, hands. Uh, Code Reddit, if you will, if you know the movie A Few Good Men, like that, sort of. And so some people were calling him, uh, saying that was being a rat for for even talking about it. But other people, uh, uh, Marines, were denying that that ever happened, like straight up and angry with me. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not going to share emails. I'm, I very rarely do that unless it, it's really warranted. But it's a, a significant number of emails. People are angry about it. I did put out one reel uh, with Dave just starting to discuss it. That got some traction. It got some traction on YouTube. It got some traction on Facebook. Most people are liking it, but some people... They don't want to hear bad news. They don't want to hear news that upsets them. They they want to believe we live in a saved world, a a world with good good wins. You know, good wins out over evil. I don't think I don't think you can allow yourself that luxury in the world we live in anymore. I don't think you can afford to be naive enough to think good always wins. The guys in the white hats will always beat the guys in the black hats. That's kind of a racist thing, right from the start, ain't it? (laughs) Robin Harris. (laughs) I'm not going to go down there. Um, But so that's interesting to me that, first of all, again, I'm going to say one more time, he did not name any names. He didn't he didn't out anybody, and I'm sure he could if he wanted to. But the idea that he's ratting out on fellow Marines for tell, talking about a truth that he witnessed without getting anybody specifically in trouble. Now, the FBI and the CIA and NSA and all those people, they don't, they don't watch this show. They don't listen to this show. They're not going to hear what he has to say. And even if they did, even if you go and say, oh, this guy said, well, he knows some stuff. Go question him. It's a long time ago. And they they have no interest in pursuing something that nobody is pressing charges on. Nobody is questioning. 
that would be opening up a whole freaking can of worms. But the thing is, if you if it was a member of your family, maybe you wouldn't want to know. I was about to say, if it was a, ma- a member of your family, you'd want to know if he was killed by the enemy or she was killed by the enemy uh, or by members of his own platoon. You'd want to know that, wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Dave says, do you have any asshole neighbors that can cause them to have strokes or leave you alone? It's a specialty for me. <laughs> um, I kind of think about that. Yeah, I have some asshole neighbors, but I don't really know who they are. Most of my neighbors would not would want get me out of this neighborhood. I'm not I'm not of the cloth of uh of this neighborhood. We are uh, l- listen, I think I've talked about this before. This neighborhood once upon a time and not that long ago was where people went to buy affordable house, really affordable housing because nobody wanted to live here because they were building a nuclear power plant literally in my backyard. But then they shut the power plant down and over time, the real estate began to increase in value. And now, and because so many people bought up big tracts of land, some rich people decided, hey, this is a nice neighborhood. It's on it's in, on the hills overlooking the sound. We got your private beaches, all this kind of stuff. Let's buy up the land. And they bought up all the land around here. And certain white trash people like me did not sell the land, did not sell out to them. So we're surrounded by big tracts of land where people look down upon us. Uh, from their silver spoon and upturned noses and say, yeah, be good to get them poor people out of here. We can buy that property and make a lot more than it's actually worth. You know, buy the property at cheap for what they would consider cheap and um, turn it in for a, a big, big uh, profit. So um, I do have asshole neighbors, Dave. I don't want them to have a stroke. They do pretty much leave me alone, except for sometimes, you know how a neighbors can be. They will call when my kids were living here. We had extra cars in the driveway, and they called the town to say we were renting out an apartment, illegal apartment in the house. No, it, it's my kids, they're allowed to live in the house no matter how old they are. They were well, 30 and come back to live here for a short time. But neighbors ratting us out for having an illegal apartment rented out without really even knowing the situation, um, calling the town on us. And it was not fun for the inspect- town inspector who came to give me that news <laughs> at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, I was kind of in a gruff mood. So, yeah, I got neighbors that, but I, I, I don't want them to have a stroke. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Um, here's where it is. Football. That's what I wanted to talk about. Are you caring about football? Um, apparently I watched from Saturday afternoon, everybody in New York, people I knew who were Jet fans, all of a sudden became Giant fans. And everybody was a Giant fan for about 10 minutes. 
until Philadelphia started to. And I don't follow the games. You know, I don't follow the games. But um, you can't be on social media and not follow the game. People put it in your face. So I guess about 10 minutes into the game, they were pretty much eliminated right from, right from the start. And so uh, a lot of people who were Giant fans, uh, just became Giant fans, were jumping off the ship. And everywhere, there were Buffalo Bill fans. Now, Buffalo is 800, not 800, 400 miles away. It's an eight-hour, 10-hour drive away. And Western New York. And the people in this area, Long Island, through Manhattan and up to Westchester, you know, downstate New York, never consider Buffalo part of New York until the Giants and Jets have been eliminated and the Bills are still in the playoffs. So everybody in the neighborhood is like all the Giant fans moved out and all the Bill fan movement, Bills or Bill, Bill fans, the Bill fans. I got a Mike Tyson lisp. Actually, the guy in my dispensary has a really bad lisp. It, it makes me laugh and I, I feel bad that it makes me laugh. Maybe that's payback. So the Bills fans move in. Until the Bills start sucking. <laughs> and then every, so all of a sudden, everybody becomes San Francisco 49er fans. Like, why? So I watched the metamorphosis this weekend. From Giant fans to Buffalo Bill fans to San Francisco 49er fans. I don't know if the 49ers won. I, I gave up even keeping track at that point. Um, this is how little I'm following sports these days. I don't care. I really don't care. I want to share with you a video. It's a, a disturbing video. Uh, I should uh, preface this with giving you some warning here. It's not that bad. It's, it, it will make you angry. I don't, it's not my intent to make you angry, but it will make you angry. It's uh, Maybe I should just play the video. Can I get it from the start? I just want to make sure I can get it from the start. Hold on a second. Yeah, it'll, it's on Twitter. I saw this this morning. And I saw a shorter clip of it, and I started to, yeah, there's probably more to that story. And then I saw there's a longer clip. This is only about two minutes in, in length. It's not that long. But um, let's see here. Oh, no, I don't want to share that. I want to share my screen. Dopey, 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 dopey. Share screen. And we'll go over to Chrome Tab Twitter. Here you go. A kid harassing a grown man. Trying to bully him. Feel free to comment on this at any time. Yeah. 
I think this will definitely be uh, worth discussing here in a moment. He's a nice little kid. kid right you like this kid it's a good kid now um william says that's a total uh totally re- reasonable response by the adult in my opinion i agree but um i don't think the law agrees unfortunately um now that kid has to be treated as a minor under the eyes of the law but, in, you know, there's cameras everywhere now. And even though watching that, I think most people would agree with William on that. I agree with him. The guy kept his hands in his pockets. Then he's getting punched. He has a right to defend himself. And uh, those punches, they weren't Mike Tyson punches. But... If at some point you don't want to be punched in the face, you don't want to get continue to get punched, and some of them are gonna, you know, it's not a gnat bite, and there has to be some some amount of self defense that's allowed there. But we have laws that are black and white. There is no gray area in our laws, and adults can't hit a minor. So I think that guy is probably, I don't know, I'd love to follow up on this if there were a way to follow up on this. I think he's probably going to face some charges. Now, if he runs up against a reasonable judge or a reasonable jury, they laugh that out of court and say, 
this kid is going to be a problem. This kid is definitely on the wrong path in life. How did he get that way? If you think his parents are going to straighten him out now after he's already in, in <laughs> on his way to hell. <laughs> I mean, let's look at what he did there to agitate that completely. Start, thinking he has the right to bully people. Uh, kid's delusional, first of all. He thought he could stop that guy. I mean, as little as that guy was, he's still an adult. Uh, wow, good morning, Cat. Cat's in the room. Meow. Uh, what? Are, so Kelly's got... Uh, I really shouldn't be playing any of Kelly's uh, comments here because we're still not talking to her. He's going up to play uh, the victim the rest of his life if he doesn't get it. Oh, well, he was playing the victim there. He was crying and whining like something happened to him. And he called this. Yeah, so the kid is on the road to hell. I mean, he's in a place where he's going to get in trouble. He's going to start the trouble. He's not able to finish the trouble. And the minute he gets checked, thrown down on his face, he starts screaming and crying like a little bitch and gets rooted everybody. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Some people said uh, the, the, the old man, the, the adult, went too far. He could have just restrained the kid. Possible. I don't think he... I mean, he grabbed him by the throat and threw him down. I don't know. You want to watch it again? <laughs> no, you don't. But I do think it was a reasonable, reasonable response, but I don't think the law is going to see it that way. And I think the guy's going to be in some, some trouble for that. Anyway, uh, that, that would uh, create more opinion than it actually has. Uh Mike says that I think that was a while ago. Why is it trending today that it's not just in one place? It's it's in several places. It could have happened a while ago. Seems like it might have since wherever it looks, the kids wear kids wearing shorts. All the kids are wearing shorts. The only guy wearing a jacket is the uh, the adult in this thing. Yeah, everybody's out wearing shorts. So it probably was in the summer sometime. You would think. I don't know if there's a way to follow up on that to find out what happened. If if it happened a while ago, there should if there were going to be charges, they should have been filed by now, I would think. Anyway, so that's that's uh, that's about all I really uh, had in the in the chamber today to shoot at you people. Oh, it's definitely old. I saw it a couple of years ago. Hmm, a couple of years ago. Why today then? Why this is strange? Why things get trending on social media, or you just because I saw it posted by many people. I guess one person puts it out there and it causes enough reaction that, or this is the other thing which came to light over the weekend. And you know, I didn't want to talk about politics, but this is a little bit. I think Musk had admitted that. They've worked the algorithm on Twitter it, with the intent of pissing people off, to get people riled up. To, 
and it was always that way, but now it seems because uh, uh, Musk came out and said something about this a couple of days ago that it looks for things that you find uh, objectionable. And if you interact with it in any way negatively, even if you start to comment and don't, and you like delete the comment, it knows that you are about to say something negative and it's going to show you all of that stuff as much as possible. Uh, I didn't, all I did was play that. And now I played it for you again. So, but if the algorithm is seeing that, Oh, look, he's playing that a couple of times. He must be reacting to it in some way. Let's show it over and over again to him. That's, that's the plan. The plan is to get more, um, retention on content by seeing what people react negatively to and stick it in their face with as much as possible. Um, yeah, my crack research team, <laughs> crack smoking research team, my crack research team is going to get on it today and get the answers. Uh, how are you going to how are you going to go about doing that? This is I want to know your research methods, Doctor Conway. Uh, careful with your wording. Shoot a. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, no, shoot at. Nah, I think that was harmless wording. But then again, maybe I'm wrong about that. Anyway, uh, William says his guess is that something happened in the legality of it. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's why it's trending today. No. I think uh, Fight Haven, just to put it out there, and some per- somebody, uh, Uncle Google, will know what to do. I don't trust Google at all. You know, speaking of that, Siri, not Siri, whatever does the GPS on phones. Um, I realize, because I don't have a GPS unit in my van. I just realized that my van is 12 years old today. Um, I don't have a GPS unit in the van. I use my phone for GPS when I got to go someplace. And on Saturday, I had to go to Manorville to pick up a computer. Um, that apple that's right behind me there. Um, and Manorville is, according to the maps in the phone, uh, it's a 26 minute drive from, from my house. Um, it's not that far. It's two exits on the Long Island Expressway out here. The exits get a little farther apart, so 15 miles, maybe. Yeah, 15, 20 miles, something like that. Um, But the thing actually made me drive around in a circle. It really did. It took me down this road. It said, make a left and then make another left and then make another left and then make another left. I was like, you just made me drive in a fucking circle. And basically it was like guessing like I don't know, maybe you you would you don't expect this <laughs> from from you know satellite technology and I don't know if that's Alexa, Google, Siri, whatever, whoever's controlling the maps, uh, just to be able to kind of 
we get you to the general area, but then it's kind of a crapshoot from there on in. I mean, I could have done that myself. I know how to get to Manorville. Uh, it took me all the way out of, uh, out of my way to get to this house. And then I bought the computer from from the people, and I said, you know what? I just want the quickest way to get back to the expressway. Can you give me directions? There's some kids sleeping on the couch. She, I don't really know. Oh, God. So she goes to wake up the kid. The kid's angry now. He's just trying to sleep on a Saturday afternoon watching his cartoons or whatever, and he's not giving me really He's going, you make a left here, then you make a right there, and then you follow this road around to this way till you make a left there, and you go, I just want to get back to the expressway. So I just wing it. I just, I'm not, now I'm in this area where um, it's like super rural, but expensive, overpriced houses, like houses that probably in, Cincinnati, Ohio would sell for a hundred thousand dollars. These are on Long Island in Manorville, they're one point five million dollars. Um so basically, um they they told they gave me all these contrived long directions on how to get out of here, how to get back to the Long Island Expressway. I just followed the directions on my uh, the uh, compass directions on my rearview mirror. You're going north, you're going south, you're going east, you're going west. And it was actually just one turn. <laughs> Made one right, took me uh, to a road that I know that takes me right back to the expressway. Why do you have to overcomplicate things? I think the people I bought the computer from are the same people programming the phone app that makes me go around in circles. Uh, yeah, I did actually go by the game farm, and funny, uh, obviously, I did not know this at the time, because I was looking, I went through the back area of the game farm, and there were all sorts of big cats and, and stuff, I didn't know I was at the back area of the game farm, I just see all these cats and, like, a gorilla or something, I'm, like, freaking out, and then I realized it's the, the back side of the game farm, and then, just before going on the air today, um, I saw Tony Walker from Gov's podcast, and he was at the game farm making faces at some like hyena or something, or Oompa Loompa, or something like that, or something like that. William says, uh, that's a link to the story. There's what's a link to the story? You didn't put anything, any links in that I see. Are you, are you, um, do you think that you, you put a link in somewhere? William, is that what you think? Are you under, is this purple haze that you're smoking? And by the way, purple haze was not not pot. It, it, purple haze was LSD. I don't know why William thinks he was waking and baking with uh, purple haze this morning. Purple haze is not marijuana. Uh, police were called, but after watching a video foot, footage, asked the man if he wanted to press charges. No problem. No charges were filed, apparently. Wow. Guy could have pressed charges against a kid. I think he should have. That kid needs some straightening out. He needs, obviously, his parents are not doing the job, right? Um, so, anyway, that's uh, 
Oh, oh, you sent it to me on um, Facebook. Is that where you sent the link? Our community stint. We remove anything that doesn't allow follow community stint. What they? I got removed. Wait, what's going on? I got removed on Facebook. This stream. Disagree with the decision. Accept the decision. I guess I accept the decision. What did you remove, man? You accepted our decision. We we cover certain things on Facebook according to our community standards. It's okay. Did I do that? We added a cover to your video because it may contain sensitive blah blah blah. What is the video? Can I tell you? Can I, I'm getting censored, ladies and gentlemen, in real time. Uh, another Monday. Oh, it's this day. This video is has been censored by Facebook. Because there's offensive stuff. And I got to think it's the kid that's the offensive thing. Wow, that's really fucked up, man. I'm sorry. Um, the kid, the video of the kid getting pushed. Is, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's the sensitive thing that they were censoring. That's uh, All I'm doing is um, sharing something that's already out there that isn't being covered. Fucking weird, man. Fucking weird censorship stuff. But uh, I'm surprised there wasn't more. Maybe I missed it the first time it came out, and maybe there was a lot more outrage about that. Uh, well, it could be. Could be you, Kat. Wherever you go, trouble follows. We know that. And they probably know that um, you are a. Uh, how do I put this? Um, a hostage taker or whatever you you have steve in a cage and that's probably against the law at least uh in new york state i believe it's against the law to keep a man in a cage like that so no i don't see the link because it's probably being censored as well it appears in your comments it doesn't appear here if anybody else sees it i don't know i no, I don't see any link from you anywhere. That's not important. I don't really need the. Uh, I don't really need the link anyway. Almost an hour in. I'm gonna uh, go to the office today and do insufferably boring things. Um. Uh, by the way, please uh, check out Tasting New York on YouTube. Please subscribe to Tasting New York. Now I could put that link in. The, but uh, taste in, wait, no, I got to go to YouTube first. I can get going. YouTube. Uh, Tasting New York, where are you? Uh, 6 p.m. Friday is when it airs, but it's available, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's available for downloads or on demand or whatever. I can't even speak anymore. Um, Tasting New York, here it is. I'll get you the link right here. It's just youtube.com slash tasting New York. Isn't that easy? Um, put it right. I put it here. I put it here. Uh, please go there and subscribe. Please check it out. Please tell your friends about it. Uh, this week we are, where are we? We're at Chop Shop in Smithtown, Long Island, one of the best bars um, and uh, cocktail uh, 
makers and unique cocktail makers. Cat reminded me of this. This is why I'm talking about this now. Uh, some really, really, and as you may or may not be aware, William's friend, Jordan Peterson, has convinced me to become an alcoholic. And I thank him for that. Um, he told me in, and maybe I should pull up that clip at some time. Jordan Peterson says, and now, I, you know, I'm not a big Jordan Peterson fan. As most of you know, William loves him and wants to go to bed with him. But um, I, I've never really cared for the man, uh, which is, oh, he's like that kid with his crying and wheeling. But um, he said, um, who is he talking to? I, I can't even think of his name comedian uh, he said that alcohol 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 turns out it's a very good drug for dealing with anxiety uh, it masks anxiety to the point where you can function and not feel any of that anxiety oh, thank you it's a great drug for that well thank you jordan um that's all I need to know. So you're saying I should become an alcoholic. That's exactly what I'm saying. Everybody should become an alcoholic. Now, obviously, he's not pro-alcohol. He's actually anti-alcohol. But um, I heard what I need to hear. So I've been drinking a lot lately. And so the cocktail stuff at the bar is intriguing. Yeah, I had to try all of them. And I found my sweet spot. Um. And my sweet spot is this. One joint. All right. One joint of flour rolled. Uh, personally rolled, not a pre-roll. On the way to the gig. Then when you get to the gig, you eat two edibles, two 10 milligram edibles. This Delta 9 THC stuff. They're not a sponsor, by the way. And you, so you do that while you're setting up and tuning up and all that stuff. And then you go get yourself. In this case, I got a, a screwdriver, but I usually get uh, vodka and cranberry juice lately. This is my drink. And so the first set is about to start like that. Two minutes before you're supposed to start playing, you go outside quick and you take a baby teeter and you just take two hits off of that. You're good for the night. It's going to be a good gig. And it was. It was a good gig. Uh, so... But I'm not, like, getting drunk. I'm not. And that doesn't mean, listen, alcoholic, schmalcoholic, alcoholic. I'm not getting rip-roaring drunk. I'm having a couple of cocktails. Generally, I have one, maybe two during a gig. Generally one, maybe two. But then I get home, I have another one. But that's after a, a long drive, after four hours of playing, and then so the alcohol is worn off by the time I get back home. So it's one more, more. But um, it's not like I don't. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, I'm talking to a guy who was trying to save me the other night. I'm not gonna become a drunk. Uh, Takes the edge off because alcohol, it turns out, is a really good drug for easing anxiety. I think I'm going to cry now. Uh, I love <laughs> you know, William. Just He's never coming back. William's mad because I'm, I'm making fun of his his, his idol. Uh, but um, 
So I'm not going to become a drunk. I'm just going to continue to have occasional cocktails. I won't have one today. Like from now until Friday, I probably won't have one. Maybe by the as the anxiety for from the week wears on, maybe I'll have. Of course, that's the thing, you know. Um, oh, never mind. Yeah, because it wears out, and you have to keep drinking in order to keep the anxiety away. <laughs> what Jordan says, anyway. So. <laughs> For a guy who's trying to talk you out of becoming an alcoholic, he did a very good job. Uh, uh, William says, yeah, I have tougher, he said, I have tougher skin than that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I got poor Jordan Peterson. He's like that kid. He's He's a tough guy until he gets thrown down on his face and then he cries like a bitch. Jordan Peterson and that kid are the same person. This is what we've discovered today. Uh, Now, the person we're not talking to, for obvious reasons, says that uh, you can't get rid of Will. He's like a fungus. Now, his skin is not that thick. He, I'm sure he's crying. He's probably on the phone to Jordan Peterson right now saying, she, call, she called me a fungus. You believe that? You believe that? This bean flicker. She called me a fungus. Anyway, all right, I'm going to go. Uh, can't get, I, I, I took that one out of there. Anyway, I'm going to go. It's f- 57 minutes. You've had enough of me today. And you had enough of me in the first 30 seconds, I'm sure. But thank you for being here. Or other, I'd be just doing a Jordan Peterson impersonation for nobody. And that is kind of crazy, don't you think? Anyway, don't forget to turn on your radio. I'm out of here. Have a great Monday. I will be sadly depressed the rest of this day. I'll be doing Jordan and uh, Peterson impersonations the entire commute, both ways. Bye for now.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.